Our Old Testament reading this morning, as well as the sermon text, is from Malachi in the third chapter. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. And they will bring offerings and righteousness to the Lord. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. Then I will draw near to you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the hired worker and his wages, the widow and the fatherless, against those who thrust aside the sojourner. Fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading for the day is from Philippians in the first chapter. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the and praise of God. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you to rise as you are able and honor the gospel. And our gospel reading this morning is from Luke in the third chapter. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Eturia and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight, Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall become straight, and the rough places shall become level ways, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. 
He said, therefore, to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then shall we do? And he answered them, Whoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none, and whoever has food is to do likewise. And tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than you are authorized to do. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what shall we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or by false accusation, and be content with your wages. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done. As you have not changed, you have remained the same. Your judgment is just as it always has been, yet you also show mercy. We thank you, Lord, for showing mercy. We thank you for working by your Spirit to bring us together around your Word. We thank you, Lord, for all that you do to remove distractions from our hearts and minds as you ever point us to Jesus. And in his name we pray. Amen. In Advent, we're continuing along through this series through the Old Testament as we look at the words of the Old Testament prophets as an Advent calendar of sorts. As every little window and door is opened up and we see a shadow of what is to come. Tonight, from Malachi's words, we hear a prophet prophesying about two more, well, prophets, to be redundant, I guess. But these prophets to come, these prophesied prophets, one to come and prepare the way of the Lord, the other to come as the messenger of the covenants, this prophet to bring a new promise and a new word, a new relationship between creation and creator. And that prophet is to come and be like a refiner, a refiner who uses fire to make things pure. I had to do a little research on that. I was curious how hot does a refiner's fire get? As you purify gold and silver, as you look to burn off all of the impurities, yet not so hot that you alter the substance that you want to keep, how hot does it have to get to burn off all of those other metals and leave just the pure gold and silver? Unless you already know, I'll tell you, about 2,000 degrees. So let's put that in perspective a little bit. It's way hotter than cooking a pizza in an oven. Uh, that's way hotter than, I don't know, like the exhaust on a car. Uh, lava actually gets close. So lava flowing on the surface of the earth gets up into the high 1100s, mid-1100s or so. And then when it's still underground, that's usually about where it's in that 2000 plus range. 2,000 degrees to refine gold and silver. And the goal of a refiner at that point to burn off all of the bad things and leave just what's pure in the middle. 
from what I understand a silversmith, if they were to ever do that refining, there's one moment where they know it's just right, where they can see their image in the melted silver. That's kind of beautiful. And I know we love to hold on to those words and we say, okay, God, throughout my life, I know all the trials and the suffering and all the things that go on. You're just burning away the bad things out of my life to leave what's good within me so I can stand before you. And it's, yeah, it's a comforting thought. But what really is there that's good within you? I mean, if we are born in sin and it's the refiner's job to refine all of that away, to refine the bad stuff away, what's left? If all there was was bad to begin with. If all there was was corrupted by sin and there's just nothing left of anything pure in there, it's a scary thought to think of that judgment that's coming, that judgment that Malachi prophesied, right? A judge that's coming to judge with fire, to refine and purify and to do away with all of the dross, do away with all of the impurities, all of the bad stuff. As Malachi prophesies, the first messenger who's going to prepare the way, and the second messenger who's going to be this messenger of the new covenant. That first messenger we see fulfilled in John the Baptist. As John the Baptist comes in with a word that has now been awaited upon for 400 some odd years. As the people of Israel have been waiting to hear this voice of one crying out in the wilderness. This voice who is to prepare the way of the Lord. And he comes preaching fire, judgment, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins. I mean, imagine hearing that word. Imagine hearing that God is coming with judgment. You can well imagine you'd have a similar reaction to all those others that showed up and said, all right, John, what about us? What do we do? How do we repent? What does this life look like? What should we be doing? And John gives them some law to hold on to. All right, here's what it looks like. Go do this. Go do that. Don't take more wages than you should. Don't extort money from others. Don't abuse the things that are given to you. Repent from the evil ways. Do the good things. And look forward to that forgiveness of sin. Look forward to the one that's to come. Because even John said, there's one coming after me, right? One coming with fire. It's still kind of weigh a little heavy on it. Because if it's fire that's going to come, I don't think any of us would want to experience that. None of us would want to carry that wrath of God. None of us would want to receive full force the judgment for our sins by any means. And so what a beautiful word it is that Christ carries with Him when He comes as the messenger of the covenant, the messenger of the new promise, the messenger of a word of mercy and grace that you also hear shadows of in Malachi's word as he preaches about a judgment for the adulterers and the sorcerers, just in case any of you all are sorcerers. And then he preaches a word against all of those who abuse the fatherless and the widows and the hired worker and his wages and all of those folks, right? He preaches a word against all of those and then he comes in with this beautiful word. Yet I... And the Lord, your God, who does not change. Therefore, you, O Jacob, people of Abraham, people of God, 
you who are people of the promise, you are not consumed. Not because of who you are, but because of God's promise to you. Because of the promise that God prophesied in Malachi to come later in Christ. And as Christ comes in and John points to him and he says, there he is, the Lamb to take away the sins of the world, the Lamb of God who will carry your sins and forgive you of your sins. There he is. And Jesus goes to the cross not to shower fire upon you, but to take the wrath of God upon himself to take that purifying wrath of God upon Himself because in Himself He carried all of your sin. He became sin so that you would not have to lift that sin up before God and say, here's all I got, burn it. He took it upon Himself so that it would be done away with. He took it upon Himself so that He could then come to you, purifying you with His blood, washing you with His righteousness, handing over to you the free gift of His grace and saying, I have done it all for you. All the impurities have been burned away and now I hand my purity over to you so that you can stand before the Father, so that you can be there in His presence, not because of who you are, but because of who Christ has made you to be. As you carry His name, as He has baptized you, as you are the child of God that God has made you. Purified. Reflecting His image in that beautiful purity that's left. With all of the impurities burnt away. And we wrestle between those two things now. And we pray that God continues to point us unto Himself and not towards all those other things, right? And so we look forward to the day that Christ comes back. Because we know He's coming and He is coming in judgment not to carry it upon his shoulders as he already did, but to lay judgment out for all those who have chosen to hold on to their own impurity. But for you, the Lord does not change. Therefore you, O children of God, are not consumed. You're covered in his grace, in his mercy. And so we pray, come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for all that You have done. As Christ carried our impurities and carried Your wrath so that it would all be burnt away. So that when we stand before You, You see Christ. We pray that You ever point us to Him. That You lead us every day to Your Word that points us to Jesus. In His name we pray. Amen. Would you please rise as You are able and we will sing Cornerstone.